You're listening to the Writers Off The Page podcast. Here's your host, writer, reader, journalist, and lover of soy lattes, Sinead Maripodi. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me on Writers Off The Page, where I sit down with authors to find out the story behind their stories and their top tips for getting published. Jade and Boundaries are Wajak Baladong Nunga and Abadi Maya Yamaji. He's a Noongar language teacher, a cultural consultant, didgeridoo player, traditional dancer and storyteller. Today he's joining me to talk about his beautiful new picture book. It's called Noongar Buja Wanga and it's illustrated by Tyrone Waigana. Jaden Boundary, Kaya, thank you for joining me on Writers Off The Page. Kaya, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, I've been reading your book, Noongar Buja Wangkang. It's absolutely gorgeous. I've been reading it and trying desperately to learn the pronunciation, which there is a guide, thankfully. And I'd like yep. to start by asking you, Nunok Mordich, if I've said Lan it correctly. Mordich, Nit Bidi Baba. This is where I'm, you lost me. I asked the question, but I can't get the response I asked, Jaden. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> That's right. I said, yes, I'm good. I'm uh, a little bit tired. A lot of work today. Oh, good. Now, in case people haven't seen the book and they don't know why I'm trying to switch language, I'll get you to tell everyone about this beautiful picture book and what it is. Yes, of course. Um, So I I am a Noongar language teacher and um, with um, the help of Fremantle Press, I've, I've been able to put out a book very much of a first words for, for people to be able to learn, learn the language of the land, okay? So for them to be able to have some understanding about the language that has been in the southwest, particularly around the city of Perth, um, for a very long time, over 60,000 years, 80,000 years. So when I, when I very much talk about this language being here for so long, and, the, and what we use today, the English language, this has only been on this land for around about 200 years. When the language that I'm sharing with you um, through this book has been around for so much longer. And it's something that we should very much be able to learn and understand. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. And like I said to you before we started our interview, I was yes. really concerned about the pronunciation of things and not wanting to offend anybody and say things wrong because I didn't grow up learning this. I instead learned Italian at school, which I ended up continuing to learn because my dad's side of the family is Italian and I wanted to learn the language of my ancestors. But now yeah. it seems so funny to be living in a country where I don't even know any of the, the oldest languages here and I think this is so fabulous that there is this book now that's giving kids and parents, adults, this opportunity to learn something. That's that's right. And it is very much like I, I grew up um, very much like I, I probably spoke, I spoke a bit of like an Aboriginal English. So I had words that I used, I alternated through um, that I would use a lot of. So I didn't grow up necessarily knowing all of my language. Um, with things that have happened in the past that we weren't actually allowed to speak our language here. Um, so it's very important for me to make sure that this language stays alive, that it's going to be around for another 80,000 years or more. So that's why I, was, I thought it was very important to really get this book out, to really share with everybody. Definitely. It's so important. So tell me a little bit about the Noongar language. So you've mentioned obviously the history behind it, but what is it? Is it 14 different groups 
across the southwest that speak this? So, four, yes, 14 different um, groups in the Noongar Nation. Okay, we have the 14 different clans that we have in the southwest, which extends all the way up to Geraldton and then all the way down to Esperance as well. So it's a big chunk of the southwest. And we had we um, very much um, our different dialects throughout all. So sometimes it's like kind of the change of a word slightly pronounced a little bit differently. And then sometimes it's actually a completely different word. So oh, okay. it's quite now we've got a bit more of because of what's happened in the past, how much has kind of been um, not as many people were allowed to speak the language. We've got more of a, a north and east and a south now of languages where before we had our 14 different dialects and then sometimes even dialects within families as well. Oh, wow. So it was very, very vast, the language that was across here. Um, as soon as you get out of Noongar country, it changes completely the language. So, Jaden, are the younger kids, the younger generation growing up now in the various um, Noongar groups, are they learning the language? Very much. I'm seeing a lot more where we're able to share the language quite a lot more. Like there, there are so much more Noongar language teachers actually in schools teaching it. There's, there's so many and there's actually every year um, the education department and these amazing people that are that are very much um, at the forefront and teaching people how to teach languages. So they're not necessarily teaching the language, they're teaching them how to teach the language, mm-hmm. uh, are, are very much bringing them up and, and being able to have them to come and teach the language of the land, of their ancestors. So every year there's more graduates coming out um, to be able to go to schools and very much be able to teach um, the Aboriginal languages. And what about in so, the household, like different Aboriginal families? Would they be teaching their children just organically? Well, very much. We So the Aboriginal communities, we've, we've got an Aboriginal English. So like I said, what I grew up with um, using, we have so many words that um, we use that are Noongar or they are Aboriginal words that um, we can like sometimes sitting down with um, some people and they might be having a, having a yarn and if you don't know any of their words um, it very much sounds like they're, they're talking a completely different language which they are as well mm-hmm. so we, we've had that strong baseline of being able to have um, our, our very much Aboriginal English but then just the, so some families very much do share and pass it on the language that has been around and some of them are very much fluent and able to share that. But it is a language that not everyone um, knows and we can't just as as um, non-Aboriginal people, we can't just assume that um, every Aboriginal person knows their language because that can actually, if you go up and start very much trying to speak language um to somebody um, that is Aboriginal, um, they might not know their language or the language that is here. They might not be from here as well. So it's something you need to communicate first before engaging in speaking language to another Aboriginal person because it also can bring up a lot of trauma. Um, so how should people, not- I guess, how should people approach that respectfully? And, I mean, a lot of people might see it as wanting to make the effort um, how yep. can people do that in a respectful way? 
So I'd very much, um, if, if there's somebody that you're um, close to, I would talk to them. Just be very upfront. Be, oh, I'm learning this. I've got this book and I'm learning about it. And um, I'm just wondering, is there, um, do you know much language or would we be able to, this is what I've learned. And you could even say with them and, and go uh, um, very much kind of come across with your intention, okay? So as, as Aboriginal people, um, we, we're spiritual people. Um, so if you come across with very much a good intention, okay, we'll feel that. Mm -hmm. We'll understand what your intention behind it is. Um, but if you come in to kind of just show off and go, oh, look, uh, I know all this language and, and very much the intention isn't there to very much be able to learn and and um, want to understand and do that, we'll, we'll feel that as well. So it's, it's something that very much the way that you approach it, okay, um, I can't tell you the exact spot on right way to do it because some people are different. So mm. for me, if somebody came up and said very much, oh, I've, I've been learning some language, um, is there any chance I could maybe um, sit with you and maybe see if we can um, talk about it and maybe you could help me out, I would, I'd be more than happy to if you approached me in a, in a very um, genuine way. Um, but then also it's one where if you're approaching somebody that might not know their language as much, it might be a little bit tricky and that person might, if there's any hesitation, maybe just take your foot off the accelerator a bit, go, mm. no, it's okay, I'm just, I'm learning and I just wanted to share or something like that. Is something like Kaya a generic enough word that a small Kaya, enough offering of effort but not overstepping? Yes. That's uh, that very much. I say very much if we can just say Kaya to people, that's incredible. That's amazing. Okay. And if um, we use that more and more, people very much do understand that. They very much do do know it as well. Okay. Um, down in the Southwest here on Noongar country, um, that's one that is very common. Would you like to get to a stage where the Noongar language is quite common in schools as a being taught in schools? I, that is a dream of mine for it just to be be able to go into schools and it to be in all schools teaching and learning about the language of the land. That's that's something that I I'm hoping I'm able to see that in my lifetime because I, I there's no disrespect to any other languages that we learn. I think we can do those as well. Mm -hmm. But I think where we, where we need to start and what we need to do is make sure that we are teaching the Noongar language or the Aboriginal language that is on the land. We should be doing that all over Australia. And WA is at the forefront of doing that um, all the way over, all, all around WA, where they are able to very much um, have teachers. Well, I think we have the most Aboriginal language teachers out of all of Australia in WA. And you're so right about it. it. Doesn't have to be a learning this over another language. I mean, we can. There's room for lots. We hear about people talking about kids are sponges with language languages. They learn them so much faster than adults. So why not learn as much as they can, and particularly learn a language like this that is so important to our country and to our history? Why not? That's right. As soon as that's that foundation. Once we learn one language, it's so much easier to learn another one. So 
So you said when you wanted to learn, you had to sit down with some of the elders. So the question, are, yes. there, are there classes that people can go to or is it really just relying on, on elders to pass it down? So I, I did very much sit with um, elders and um, people who, who have also sat down with elders and were able to learn. Um, and that was just me trying to take in as much as possible. But um, there are classes now that um, some people do do. Like um, one of my auntie, auntie Sharon, she she sits down, she teaches people how to do it as well, how to speak the language. And she very much teaches um, anyone and everyone because we're very much about this is the language of the land. We, I think everyone should be very much being able to at least say hello and goodbye and be... Um, very much be able to use those things because I always say whenever we go to another country we want to learn how to say hello we want to learn how to say goodbye we want thank you we want and then we want to learn how to swear as well majority of the time <laughs> it does seem to be the common Why? thing people learn I can say it's not in your book <laughs> this is a book that's appropriate yes, for yes, children it, it isn't. no it's not <laughs> um but, yeah, it is very much the language of the land that we, we need to speak and we need to very much revive it. Um, our, our families and our ancestors, my families and ancestors before, they spoke this language and I, I want to make sure that it is around for a lot longer. Definitely. So there is a pronunciation guide that accompanies the book that people can go to Fremantle Press's website and get it through yep. there you say about all the different pronunciations that are around was it hard to decide which version to go with or did you go is there a most common version of very much. I, I went I went with the language that um very much is is more spoken um in the north of the southwest mm -hmm. okay so very much around the city um because that's very much where I've been brought up and that's the language that I, I know the most yeah. Um, so, but then there's still also people that might um, say things slightly different to within that, like I was talking about how we have language here and then we also have like our family dialects as well. Um, so there will be still slight changes that people might use a little bit different, but it's still very capable of being able to understand each other. Dialects are such an interesting thing, aren't they? I know um, with my own experience with Italian, my family's from the south of Italy in Calabria, yeah. the toe of the boot, and Italy has the common language of Italian that's studied in schools and then there are all the different dialects. And I know growing up that I was studying a form of Italian at school and then all of a sudden would try to talk to grandparents or family in the south and every single word was just completely different like the Calabrese say pomo for apple but in Italian yeah. it's mella which is completely different so sometimes they'd be talking and I'd be going how do I understand a language and not understand the dialect to be so far off and I imagine that's the exact same as what you're saying with all the different dialects as well. Yeah, very much, very much it is. Um, like, um, for, for instance, we very much, like here we like to say uh, biddy, biddy mm -hmm. for path, and then yeah. a bit more further down south, um, they might use um, mark instead for, for path. So there's like sometimes a completely different word wow. um, that changes. So it's just, um, it was... Just understanding other other dialects as well it just helps you to be able to really grow in your in your language as well. 
to be able to understand more that's around us because my ancestors were very smart and they, they would learn, they would, they would know the languages that very much are pretty much from a lot around so that they could communicate mm-hmm. with, with others when they were traveling and coming through and um, being able to come onto country because we did ceremonies whenever they would come onto country as well and we'd be speaking language. Yeah, wow. So now you've got children. Are you teaching them as they grow or...? What are you doing? Yeah, so um, I, I talk a lot of language to my son. Um, so he's, um, we play games in language and, and everything. So um, he's, I'm, I'm really hoping he's very much picking up, up on it. He's not speaking as much yet. He says a few <laughs> little things here and there, but um, very much like I, I'm hoping my son will be bilingual. That's, it's just that awareness that's so amazing, I think, as well, and giving him that opportunity that, if even if he's not responding to you in the language one day if he he takes it upon himself that he understands the importance and he wants to learn he already has that understanding that would make it so much easier that that's right and um he's surrounded by a lot of language as well like um a lot of family members we we do a lot of traditional dance as well and um Sometimes we, we sing songs in, in language and he's around that. He, he loves that. And, um, so he's, he's 19 months now, so nearly two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's already, um, already getting him out and he's already done um, quite a bit of traditional dance at, at his age that he's already at. That's so just... gorgeous. And how lucky is he to just be surrounded by that and, and taking it all in? That's that's right. It's it's incredible seeing him, and I get very proud when I'm um, able to stand back and watch what he's doing and how much he's learnt in this um, small amount of time. That um, very very much been around. He's he's just embraced it, and he loves getting out and dancing and and celebrating. Like he's he's already starting. He always steals the show. No one else. No one really watches <laughs> anybody else. It's hard to compete with a nineteen month old. <laughs> Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> <laughs> so this picture book is an, a culmination of first words. You put it together with Tyrone who did the illustrations. How did yes. you go about choosing which words or breaking them down into categories? Um, we very much like thought of kind of how, what, what, what are the main words? We wanted to think about how people can use it as well. So what, for instance, the animals making sure like, all right, people can look at those and maybe they could even go to the, down to the park and they could take the book, they could look and go, all right, then let's figure out what birds are around us or, or what um, kind of bigger animals and things like that to be able to really let people to be able to use this in day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought was important for us to really start there because if we start too complicated, it, it's going to be too hard for people. People are going to go, oh, I feel like it would be tricky. So if we start at a baseline, and really, I always say for for language, building a foundation is extremely important. Getting that foundation first, and we can always build on top of that. So if we get a a steady foundation, your sky's the limit for how far you can go with language. Oh, definitely. I imagine it would have been quite emotional for you actually seeing the finished product of the book in your hand, you hear every author say it, that actually seeing their book in the flesh and holding it in their hands is really special. But when you've also got um, the history and um, that personal touch to it, how was it? Oh, um, 
it was very surreal. It was <laughs> very much the, like, I kind of, I'm still having trouble going like, oh, this is actually a book that I, I've helped create. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one because I've, I've got family members that go like, oh, how do you feel and everything about it? Like, having it out, I'm, I'm very proud, but I'm also, I, I can't really explain how I feel as well. Oh, I can only imagine. Quite, yeah, it, it is very tricky. It's, uh, to be honest, it's never, it's not something I think that I ever thought I would be um, an author in that sense. Um, you very much are now. Yeah, which is. Um, Add it to your long list of, of talents that you've got. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I've got, I, my, the reason why I'm able to do so much is because of my teachers. They're, they're my family members, my elders, the people that are around me. They've they've really they're the ones that have really put this in place and helped me out so much for me to grow in the space that I love to be in, in a in a cultural sense, in 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 a cultural space. They they very much showed me the way to really be. So it's all all on my family and my elders and the people in the community. Um, in the Noongar community, they've really helped me out to be able to do this. And it's very much the the other language teachers and the people that helped me to be able to become a language teacher, they're the people that have helped me out so much and really put me in a space where I'm able to do this incredible stuff. Now, we've talked about how, you know, everyone living in this country should know some basics of the Noongar language. If there were one or two words that you think, look, you know, we want everyone to grab this book and we want people to embrace learning the language, but if you haven't got the brain for languages and you can't retain as well as others, one or two words, what would be the most important thing for people to remember? Well, I always, the first thing that we always love to greet is very much kaya. Kaya. Yes, it's it's actually a dual word. Okay, it um so it means hello, but it also means yes. So kaya is is one that we definitely need, and then from the opposite end of that, I always say that we these are the words that everyone I believe should know as well. So it would be also I'd go with borawan or borajenang, um, and borawan means very much a shortened version of Borawanganu, um, mm-hmm. which means I will, I'll talk to you later. I like because that. That's good. Borawan, we, we is that right? Yeah, Borawan. That's a very much a short and easy way to say, yep, I'll talk to you later. Now, um, is there a word for thank you? I was trying to ask my mate Google and Google wasn't helping me. I couldn't find one anywhere. There, there actually isn't a word for thank you. Um so we were expected to show thanks. We, we, there was no reason for us to really um, have a word for thank you because we're expected to share. Our way that our, our communities were set up, we were, were expected, we were able to give what we needed, we were able to take what we needed. It wasn't about we took what we want or took mm-hmm. what or it, it very much, we, we only took what we needed. And we shared a lot. When when somebody went out and got food, we shared it. So we it was something that we always did. So there was no reason to have a word for thank you. Well, okay. Um, so our word that we use very much um, that I, I 
teach in, in class as well um, is, is younger. So younger means sharing. And that's just ultimately what we're doing. Is we're just sharing like with each other. So now that you're so, teaching that in class, is it silly for someone to say younger if they're being given something? Because, or is that? That's no, that's that's fine. That's that's still that's what we use um, very much a lot through um, through the Nunga language and the Nunga teaching in in schools. We use younger for for that, um, but it's not. It doesn't mean thank you. It just means sharing. So it's it's fine. Like it's very much like if if someone gives you something, you you very much can reply with younger, and it's very much like oh yeah, we're we're sharing. Beautiful. So you're an author now, as we discussed. You've put together this yep. picture book book with Tyrone. Has there been anything in the creation of the picture book that has really surprised you about the publishing process, or something different that you've even learnt about the language that you didn't know? Um, the the publishing was was quite interesting. The very much going back and forth and and trying to figure out how's the best way to really create this um, um, amazing book. Very much. And how much work goes into it all. It, it wasn't something that I necessarily, I don't know, I didn't really think of much before um, about how much work really goes into books and, and very much like my um, my mum, she's um, uh, a book rep. So she goes around, she's got a lot to do with books and she's um, she loves books. She's very much um, got me into um, a lot of books. I was... Very much a young fella. I, I had a lot of trouble reading, um, but she would always want very much to be able to share stories with me as well. And, um, it's something that very much I love now, like books and stories. Stories, I love stories. The storytelling behind um, sharing it, and it's an easy way to do it, to, to have it into books. Um, my ancestors very much were storytellers with our, with our verb. We would we would tell those stories sitting around to be able to share them and then we would have to very much memorise it for ourselves and then we would tell those stories to our, our and young people as well. And um, very much I've got a lot of stories that have been passed down um, and, and given to me. So I tell a lot of stories and some of those stories I haven't, um, I don't write down, it's just by memory, I tell these stories that have been around for a very long time. Jade and Boundary, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your language with us and thank you for coming on Writers Off The Page. Four to one. Four to one. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Writers Off The Page podcast. Make sure you check out the back catalogue and while you're there, I'd love it if you left a rating or review. It helps other people discover the podcast. If there's an author you want me to chat to or you just want to say hi, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Shanae Maripodi. That's C-H-E-N-E-E. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.